Cornerstone Building Brands Martinsburg plant is growing and so are our wages. We have immediate opportunities for positions including extrusion, maintenance technicians, pickers, packers, and forklift operators. Pay ranges between $15.50 to $25.30 per hour with a $1,000 bonus and benefits from day one. Text RADIO to 304-278-4149 to apply. That's RADIO to 304-278-4149. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, the other half of the Beverly Brothers one, Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing this fine as always during the pandemic? Air quote, Saturday morning, sir. Roy, I'm doing great. Finally, it's not humid. So now, and of course, not humid and football almost go hand in hand because I know we're going to be talking a lot of pigskin. A lot of pigskin today and a lot of wrestling today. And joining us on the show, the third Uso brother himself, one Chris Stevens, joins us once again. Mr. Stevens, how are you, my friend? Hey, I am I am great. I'm I'm not the head of the table, but I am definitely proud to be part of the three-man rotation as always. And we are going to come off the top rope with some of this football and some of this wrestling. And I'm sir. ready to get started. Yes, yes I'm, I, I'm willing to acknowledge my tribal chief, Chris. Yes, yes. That, that, I don't know who the, who the head of the table is. I'm just, I am just excited that there is yet another Uso um, coming up in, in the Performance Center. I need Usos versus the New Day at some point, all three on three at some point in a cage because there's like 17 Usos in this family and they all can wrestle and it's amazing and I need that content in my life. But we'll get to that later on. That's fantasy booking for like 2024. We'll we will do our own version of fantasy booking into 2022 coming up. But we have a lot of Eagles to talk about, a lot of NFL. We need to the, we need to figure out who the tribal chief of the 2021 NFL season 100% is. 100% we will figure that out on this edition of the show. We'll talk about the 2021 Eagles as they get ready for this weekend's action against the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, we'll talk about the rest of the league as well. Plenty of stuff to get into. We have a Cleveland Browns fan on with us as one of our hosts. We will figure out because again, I heard. I think it was was it Greenberg or, or maybe it was uh, maybe it was Mel Kiper. I heard some ESPN uh, personality say that this is the year <laughs> for the Cleveland Football Browns, and, and we would ask someone who was plugged in to them to tell us whether what you know. Another strange thing is Roy. It is weird, happily weird. I probably for Chris, the Cleveland Browns are a beast video game team. Like I to play with, man. In my lifetime, how many, how many video game, like how many iterations of Madden can you say? Yeah, I really wanted to play with 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 Brandon Whedon, or um, Tim Couch, or, Tim Couch. Yeah, no, <laughs> or, or Kelly Holcomb. Yeah, yeah, no, but I still, I still remember <laughs> that Kelly Holcomb game where he literally turned it was like Montana for a, like, no, but I, I, it is cool to see like. The Cleveland Browns did it the right way, and I and I think they're going to be one of the big stories that like because I think in the NFL, man, it is hard to like make like like in any sport to make that leap from from like I don't know like also ran to playoff contender, but are you a Super Bowl contender? It's you know it's 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 the leap we talk about in the NBA. It's it's you know it's easy to go from bad to good, but it's hard to go from good to great. And the, the yeah. Browns are here to make that good to great move. Hopefully, for Browns fans, they will make that move in 2021. Of course, we will talk some wrestling as well. We're going to do the football stuff because for the people who don't like wrestling, you guys, <laughs> you know, I know you guys sometimes are like, hey, man, like, you know, you guys talk wrestling a lot at the beginning. Oh, of the no, show. all my, like, we're going to put it at the end. Yeah, no, the 13 people that I know that watch that, that like, listen to this show on my behalf, they're like, dude, can you just, like, not talk about wrestling? Like, do you have a show? <laughs> I will talk about wrestling. That's why we're putting this at the end. So, you guys, we'll talk football first, and then we will talk wrestling and nothing but wrestling. Of course, it was a huge weekend last week. Uh, for uh, we're recording this early, but we're a huge weekend. Uh, first weekend of um, September for AEW All Elite Wrestling. Um, the the in ring debut of CM Punk and probably some surprises uh, that we'll find out about later. But we have to talk about as well the rebranding of NXT. Uh, Vince McMahon is deciding to go in a different 
route with um, the, the uh, WWE's third brand. And as we are wont to do after major events, we were going to kind of put on our fantasy hats and figure out if we were the bookers, if we had the book, what would we do for Raw and SmackDown? As we oh, can we start booking WrestleMania? My like, favorite. You can. My you can, favorite activity. Right, here's, here's you can book. You can start thinking about booking Crown Jewel, and then we'll go from Crown. You can have you can have the entire book for Crown so, Jewel. So you know up. what? The Crown Jewel thing kind of screws me up because like that that really is like I don't know on the project plan yes. of like WWE. That's like yeah. Let's like I don't know like it completely ignore whatever we did up to this point. Correct. Let's fly out all of our talent and just do stuff. Yeah, because to me, the, the, the show Michael's never unretired because it happened at Crown Jewel. So if it happened at Crown Jewel, it doesn't matter. Uh, Braun Strowman got a big green belt for like winning like some like battle. Undertaker Royal, almost Royal died. Rumble. Undertaker almost got dropped. on. Well, he got dropped on his neck. Almost got paralyzed by Bill Goldberg. But it doesn't matter because it happened at Crown Jewel. Um, if it happens in Saudi Arabia, it doesn't matter. But no, we'll talk Crown Well, I guess we'll talk Crown Jewel. But we'll talk about the road to Royal Rumble and WrestleMania coming up on the show but before we get to all that we want to thank you guys as always for listening to us and supporting us here on 106.5 fm wppn lp philadelphia or wherever you get your podcasts apple Podcasts, stitcher radio TuneIn radio youtube music spotify just do a search for the broad street line download us to your phone your ipad your mp3 enabled device take us with you on the go 24 7 365 we talking about podcasts i'm sorry mr stevens please please talk about your show Ah, yes. I have the Chris Pods and Things show, which Roy and Chris have been guests on before, and hopefully we'll, I will have them on again. I am on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash C-H-R-I-S-P-O-D, the letter N-T-H-A-N-G-S. And you can find me talking about all manner of stuff, sports, music, culture. I even had a friend on from college last week, and we talked about dating in our late 30s. So if you're up for that conversation, you know, tap in you know just li- look for chris pods and things on spotify as well and you know listen to me talk foolishness for about 30 minutes <laughs> yeah definitely check out chris pods and things again please follow him on twitter as well cj writes and things at cj writes the letter n t-h-a-n-g-s for all sorts of twitter good stuff he's you know he's you know sports guy music guy car guy um he tweets recklessly a lot um, you got to check them again. Like I, I, I literally held myself back twice in the last two days from checking you. Cause again, I'm in a good mood, you know, football's back, you know, I got, I want to like kind of check you every time you've got kind of, kind of, you know, stray from God's light. But I mean, you know, it's just, it's just a, every now and then, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta be re- kind of wild back in, but that, that's okay. No, seriously, follow, follow CJ on Twitter, man. It's awesome stuff. Um, follow Mr. Domingo on Twitter. He's at SKD215. Um, I am at the BS line. Um, I believe this will air again, like in the second weekend of September. But we'll so. still be listening to Donda. Damn it! We'll, well still be listening. Oh yeah, you know what? We gotta. I don't know if this is the, this is the show. We gotta find out. Or or, maybe or, off air. Uh, or a CLB. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> yeah maybe off air. Maybe, you know maybe the post no, show. No, we gotta no, talk Donda. I think we need like the people need to have an honest to God conversation about the Donda album because I feel like. All right, we're, gonna, we're just gonna do it. We're just gonna do it. Go you ahead, know go what? Ahead. We're 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 gonna do it. We just we just we just took like like Vince did a couple weeks ago with Raw. He took the script and he threw it in the trash. And he's like, you know what? Damn it, we're gonna talk about Tondo. So let's <laughs> talk. No, no, I, I mean like like and and I feel like Kanye West is really like really there is no sort of. I don't know. Like everything right now is subjective with Kanye West. Like I like I feel like with all the stuff that he's done, like all the idiotic stuff and just everything. I don't know Trump stuff, just being bizarre. He's completely bizarre. I I feel like people cannot objectively critique his music, or not many people. Like I, I mean, there's a very there's an axe to grind. So, but I asked myself the question: Is Kanye a good album? I, Am I saying is it dark twisted fantasy? No. Is it that gospel album? No. Is it better than I don't know? Like, like where? Like, and I'll not, I don't even say it in terms of like hip hop now because hip hop is terrible. But I mean, like, in any era, would this Donde album be a a passable to good album? All right. So let let's start with yes. It's hard for a lot of people to separate. You know the the you know the art from the the artist or you know the whatever. art from like, the knucklehead. He's yeah, a the knucklehead. knucklehead. Yeah, yeah, that's a better mm-hmm. that's a better way to put it. Yeah. The art from the knucklehead with Kanye West. Because again, I know people who just haven't listened to Kanye West since like 
you know, college dropout or graduate, like, you know, like, 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 like way before Dark Twisted Fantasy. I, I know people <laughs> stopped before that. Um, and again, I get that. That's fine. Again, it's a whole personal thing. We, as we say yes. on the show, everybody has their own personal limits for whatever they are willing to accept on whatever. So it's fine. Like, I get it. It's, it's cool. Um, this album, or for me, again, I like, I like Kanye. I like most of his stuff. I, you know, I, I didn't really listen to, well, I don't see that gospel album at all. Um, but did I mean, you I listen was, to that Yay album? I listened to Yay album, and I, and I liked a couple songs on the Yay album. I will say this about Donda and, and Mr. Stevens. I don't know if you've listened to the album. I'll say this about I'm Donda. I'm interested to hear what Chris says because he is really one of the more knowledgeable. Like I don't know, like like his he's historian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 he, he is a music yeah. goat. He's, he's a music goat. Yeah, no, like, he's, he's just, put it in the proper context or whatever. I just like yes, look, I'm we got, just we got a good that to. wants to listen to like off the grid when I'm getting Chipotle. And I want to be hyped when I listen to like when I'm when I'm when I'm screaming, someone's going to jail tonight. Right. When I'm so, about so, to get my like chips and salsa. <laughs> I love I, like I like Kanye. I'm a fan of Kanye's work. This to me, let me just say just off the rip because again, it's like almost two hours long. It's like 27, 28 tracks. This to me sounds like three or four different albums. They just sound these songs are all over the place. Like they're just like they don't. There's no cohesion. It doesn't make sense together. That being said, let me well two things. There are some gems on here, but again, if you have 27 songs, you better have some gems on there. And two, and two, these beats are phenomenal. Like, like not not that we should be surprised because there's probably like five people in America in the world who can make better beats than Kanye West. The beats are great. There are some great songs, but again, it's just like all over the like. It's okay. It's a decent album. It's fine. It's I think okay. the mo- the more important question is: more, Will you be listening to more than two songs off this album in a month? Yeah, sure. Like, there's a couple. Like, again, like when you have 27 songs, you better give me three or four, four songs at least. To, I still you know, haven't even gotten to the t- songs 19 to 27. I haven't. Well, like a lot of them are just replays of the first songs. Like, there's just yes, two. Yes, instead of part, instead of you'll put song part two, jail right. part yeah, two. So, so this is like this album. It sounds like a dude who just wanted to get something out really quick before a certified lover boy. Didn't know exactly what he, what direction he was going to, so he said, "These are my 27 best tracks. Here you go." Uh, CJ, I don't know if you've heard Don at all. I don't know what you've heard of Don at all, but any any thoughts about the Don album so far? Again, we're like three days in, so it's kind of hard to say. Okay, so for me, Kanye West, and 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 this is bad coming from a guy. And first of all, I'm absolutely th- flattered that you guys think of me as like a music connoisseur because you are the, you are. yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Kanye West ceased to be relevant to me with Yeezus. And that was 2013. So I've tried to distance myself from his because everything from college dropout to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was must listen for me. So if I go and listen to Donda, then I expect, you know, pretty much the the mayhem from Jesus to now to spill over into that. And I'll give it a I'll give it a spin when I have a chance, because I want, I, I want to be fair, you know, because I mean, because for all of his stuff, you know, it's very unfortunate, but Kanye is like, like him or not, probably one of the most influential musicians of the last 25 years. There's no denying his, you know, his musical spear in that sense. But it's just that so much of the stuff that he has done and said has just rubbed people the wrong way. And yeah. that, that takes away from your art. Like, you know, there's a guy on trial right now in Brooklyn, New York, who will probably never sell another record and should probably never see the light of day again. Yep. So, and I'm and, and, and I'm not saying Kanye's on that level. I mean, because what that gentleman that's going through trial in Brooklyn right now, you know, he's getting everything that he deserves. But Kanye has to figure out, does he want to keep going on that path? Or does he want to get back to the Kanye West that we knew from 2004 to about 2008, 9, 10-ish? Right. And and I guess that's the thing for 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 me. It's like, how does he get back on that path? Like I know he he has like everybody and their mom like his, his guest features on his album. Like he's you know and it and it seems that on on some level he's kind of reconciled you know with Jay Z. Jay Z's on uh, the song Jail that 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 uh, Chris Domingo referenced. So it seems like he's trying to get back in everyone's good graces. But like, it's going to be hard to kind of you know turn that consumer sentiment back over again when you were running around you know with the red hat. You know, for the last you know year and a half. I think uh, Roy. I think the 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 bigger issue is does does Kanye West care about any demographic other than like just the, the like because I think 
Like, like I don't think I could have said it better about this album in a very, in my three and a half cursory listens to it. I, I mean, there are some bangers with some great beats, but it, but it's very inconsistent. It sounds like you said, there's a lot of Jesus in there. There's a lot, a lot of life of Pablo in there. Yep. I'll listen to it in a month, but I think it's kind of just trying to just, I don't know, latch onto any demographic. Like, I, I mean, cause, cause obviously like there's a lot of stands out there. I see, but I, I mean, like, I think and Kanye is of this mindset. I, I think if I just put out music, any music, uh, people will eat it up. And unfortunately, I think a part of them's right. People no, can eat it up. No, Absolutely. Like, yeah, you, like you saw, you saw, you know, all the people at the listening parties. You see, made what was like thirteen million dollars at these, you know, selling merchandise at these listening parties. I think, yeah, I think if Kanye West just puts stuff out, people are going to listen. Yeah. And it was a uh, was this Apple? It was like the most. Most streams ever. In the I think it was Spotify. Event. Yeah, no, Spotify, I, I mean, it was. yeah, yeah, no, I, I, but I think this is also a a statement on the current state of hip hop, where like if you had more, frankly, better artists that like I don't know would move the needle, people wouldn't clamor for Kanye West so much. Like, if, like if you just had, and, and no, I think it comes back to like like we say about WWE. It's like. You can't stop relying on like the scenes of the world to like hmm. like and you can't stop hoping. Yeah, we gotta hope Kendrick releases an album, or we gotta hope cert like oh, can't wait for certified. Like, are are there other are there just a lack of just hip hop artists that like move the needle for more than the like deep hip hop fan? I think yeah, I think what we're seeing now with hip hop is the subgenre that sort of divided R&B, I would probably say around maybe even mid-80s to the early 90s when you started having like the separation of hip-hop soul, New Jack Swing, Neo Soul, <coughs> Adult Contemporary, when it kind of just split R&B up so many different ways that you don't know how to describe it. You're starting to see that with hip-hop now because you had Drill with Pop Smoke, God rest his soul. You've got the West Coast resurgence with Roddy Rich. Um, and, and of course, you still got the trap stuff, and with two chains. And I mean, there's so many different avenues in hip hop now, and so many genres for people to listen to that it's hard to latch on to one artist because everybody's gonna have their something. And and I feel like Kanye fits in to that space because he's one of those people that, again, like Chris said, no matter what you put, no matter what he puts out somebody's going to eat it up. I mean, he's got a loyal fan base. I mean, this isn't like, you know, someone that, you know, for all of their foolishness, lets the mute, that's their foolishness overtake the music for all of Kanye's foolishness. The music is still the thing for most people mm -hmm. with him. So I think that, I think that's why, I think that's where we are with hip hop at this point. There's, there's just like a lot of different sub, sub genres and, you know, you know, tears that people can listen to. But I, I think, but the way it looks, and again, I'm kind of removed from hip hop, so I'm not sure how how it works as far as with the sales and things like that. But I think the guys who really move the needle are the are the I call them the older acts who don't who don't the adult contemporary those, hip hop yeah, yeah, who don't <laughs> yeah. kind of fit in those yes. boxes like it's the like, it's no, the no, Drakes no, and like, the Kendricks yeah. and the and the J Coles and the Kanyes. I mean, they don't fit in those. I don't think they fit in those boxes. But those are the ones who, if they're going to put out if they put out an album, then like people go crazy for it. And otherwise, I mean, I mean, I. Again, I can't speak to Lil Baby or Da Baby or whatever like that, but I mean, it seems the to me... The baby's canceled. Well, yes. yeah, all right. Yeah, but it seems to me that, again, the needle moves more the most when Certified Loverboy comes out or when this new Kendrick album comes out or when, you know, J. Cole drops an album and not as much as not as much when, you know, these other acts come out. But maybe, again, maybe it's, that's just me being old. I don't know. Oh, no, oh, no. Like, I, I think to close this out is maybe we're just not the demographic. That they're maybe we're just not the targeted demographic. Maybe we are stuck in adult contemporary hip hop, A C H H, and like and like we're not the ones that should be looking for the little dirts. But no, but like like I would love to know what a twenty five year old like are they like? I, I just feel like there isn't another dude out there that is that can cater to all to more more demographics. Like Kendrick Lamar when he came out, he was catering to like old people who were our age 10 years ago when Good Kid Mad City came out, they were jamming to that. It wasn't just 20, 20 year olds, 30 year olds, everyone like, and I don't know. And maybe it's just the content. Like 
just hard to believe that a 45-year-old person would be jamming a little Uzi Vert. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm, like, you're right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know. Like, what, like what 43-year-old dude is listening to Little Dirk? I mean, I'm sure there's some, but again, it's like Little Dirk just doesn't, like, again, when I go to Spotify and it goes to, it goes to the, the stuff you should listen to or the stuff when it automatically goes at the end of my playlist to the next stuff. It ain't going to Lil Uzi Vert. Or so you're not listening they, to hip hop. Good... Ca- you're not listening to hip hop. The hip hop caviar playlist. Yeah, no. I mean, I am. I, I, I try to. I, I try to keep. Yeah, I no. And, and I think playlist. for me, like I have found, like Roddy Rich is awesome. Danny the Butcher is awesome. Other than that, I I can't tell you another like. Cordae is Cordae is good. Um, yeah, I can't separate any of the yeah. littles, and like <laughs> I, like all the little. I can't understand all the littles and. I think this is where I think you really need one of these. Like, I don't know. And I don't know whether it's a dude out there, whether it's Roddy, because he's awesome. He's got like, he's got a really decent sound that like can bring a lot of different, but I I mean, I can't, like, I I don't know. Like uh, Meek. (laughs) Well, well, again, let me turn it back to CJ again, our our resident uh, music historian here again, of these, of these younger acts, these newer acts, is there somebody in that group who can kind of break out and kind of be that, I don't want to say crossover star, but that bigger star? If it's anybody, it's probably Roddy Rich. Like his his sound, like Chris said, is something that you could tell that he actually is a musician. Like there was um there was a I think it was the I want, I want to say it was the either BT Awards or the Hip Hop Awards where he was playing the piano chords to high fashion. Like, no, it wasn't just him sitting at the piano, you know, fooling around and, you know, it'd be like lip, like lip singing on the piano. Like he was actually playing the chords. So mm-hmm. I think, I think Roddy Rich, because he is actually a musician and he's influenced by the guys before him. Like he could break out like late at night under any other circumstances would be the song of the summer, but mm-hmm. you can't really go out. So, I mean, you can't really have, <laughs> I mean, yes. you, I mean, you can't be out late at night. So, I mean, late at night for all, <laughs> for all intents and purposes is just the, dream on type of song like what you're you just doing? like you're just driving to the wawa like oh, yeah. no and i think that's where like i mean like that's a hell of a point man it's like like these songs other than like that's like i don't know like there aren't many songs because people can't buy i mean there's so much vibing you could do in your backyard yeah and, that, and that's that's why a lot of Martin artists didn't release music in the last year and a half because again a lot of a lot of stuff just hit different when you outside like it just yeah. it just does like i'm that's why i'm kind of like so kind of surprised that the Tyler releases album. That Tyler, that Tyler album is incredible, by the way. But yeah. it's like it would have been even hotter if we were outside, you know, like like going like going crazy uh, to to half of those songs. But again, like it hits a little different. But that's why Drake didn't release Certified Lover Boy. That's well, that's not why Donda didn't come out. He just wasn't ready. But I mean, it's like these songs hit different when we're outside. So maybe a year from now, a year and a half from now, when we hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, are back outside, you know, when we have like a quote unquote normal summer. Maybe some of these songs, like Roddy, you know, Roddy Rich song, maybe it hits different, you know, when we're when we're actually, you know, you know, outside of our houses after 10 p.m. at night, you know. So I don't know, whatever. All right, anyhow, we gotta talk football. We're here to talk football and and wrestling, but 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 football as well. Um, it's time to talk about the 2021 Eagles. The Eagles have finally finished uh solidify their roster. Um, we haven't seen much of their starters because new coach Nick Sirianni decided not to play their starters, uh, which is a little weird to me. I'm not sure what to think about Nick Sirianni, and I don't think I'm alone on this. He's a first-year coach. He's a first-year coach. Uh, we have unknown commodities um, at OC um, with Shane Steichen at DC with Jonathan Gannon. Didn't see the start as much in the preseason. I have no idea what to expect. Um, when they were asked what kind of defense they're going to play, they said multiple, <laughs> which tells me nothing. Um, obviously a base 4-3, which is what they usually play. Um, again, I don't think anybody here on this on on the show has any idea of, of Nick Sirianni. So, CJ, let me just start start with you first. Um, just from again from an outsider's perspective, what is your what's your feeling, your gut feeling about the Eagles heading into this season? From what I've seen, this is going to be one of those teams where you'll have exciting moments. Like I don't I don't I don't think the the, the ceiling the bottom has fell out or the sky has fallen because. You got rid of your biggest problem. You, you, the guy we talked about last week, Carson Wentz, he's gone. He, he's not going to weigh down the locker room anymore. I, 
Now, did you need to get rid of Doug Peterson? I don't know. But Sirianni is one of those, you know, wild cards because, you know, he's our age. He's like 39, 40. He's young. He's hip, relatively hip, we'll say. And he, he probably understands players a lot more than Doug, who's like 50, 52-ish. So I feel like the Eagles, if you had to make me put any kind of win number on it, I think it's a seven to nine win team. I mean, I don't, I still think I'm probably not going to, you know, get a lot of, I'm probably going to get some hate tweets for this, but I honestly think Dallas wins the division, Mm -hmm. but as long, as long as they keep Dak up right now, win the division, but I still think this Eagles team is going to be like a seven and 10, eight, nine, nine and eight team. That's going to excite you a few weeks and just come close against some of the bigger teams, better teams, but just, you know, doesn't have the experience to pull it out. So I think, I think it'll be a season where Eagles fans look back and say, okay, we survived the worst of it. Now let's move forward. And, and the thing with this season, and again, uh, Chris, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Like, I think the thing with this season is, is to kind of figure out, um, for me anyway, is to figure out, you know, who is your foundation for the future? Because again, you're not going to, you're not going to probably not going to win the division. You're not going to have a deep playoff run or anything like that. You know, seven, eight wins is probably about what it is, but you need to figure out, you know, who are the pieces that you ride with, you know, or who, who are the pieces you build around going forward and again we have a lot of questions when it comes to that specifically with the quarterback who was just named qb1 officially um early last week but um mr has has there been any deshaun watson rumors this hour no 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 not not this hour not this hour but mr domingo let let me let me ask you a question though it's like because again like they obviously haven't you know sounded the alarm about being committed to jalen hurts um from what you've seen of jalen hurts and again it wasn't much but what you've seen and what you've heard of jalen hurts you know, does he appear to be the quarterback of the future? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that, like, if, if you ask me to put $200 of my money, your say, money, Jalen Hurts, because that really is a true test. Be like, oh, yeah, Jalen Hurts will be the quarterback of the future. Yeah, that's easy to say. If you were to put down $200 of your money to say, yeah, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of the future, will be the quarterback of the Eagles in 2022. Will I put, will I bet yes or no on that? I'll say no. I feel that Hertz is going to compensate for a lot of his. I, I mean, I don't want to say he's like no flaws because he has accuracy flaws, but he he compensates for it with obviously hell of a leadership. I, I mean, like, and just I don't know tenacity. Like, but at some point, that talent is like I don't know what Jalen Hurts in a game relies on. Like, I don't know. Like, what's his crutch? Is it his legs? Is it his arm? I don't know. And with this team that doesn't have a lot of proven talent, like, I mean, and we're expecting an unproven quarterback to elevate these guys, I feel that that's a lot to ask for a dude that's actually trying to prove himself. Like, I mean, usually it, it would be you'd have a, a certifiable WR1 to help out Jalen Hurts. You don't even have that. You have a rookie. And you're asking him to be like the W, like that's what I think people forget about a guy like Justin Jefferson is he went to a place that had a WR1 and he was able to cook. Now you're asking like Jill, like you're just asking a lot of first to second year players to do all the heavy lifting on offense in particular. You're asking a quarterback who played in four, well, who basically had four starts last year uh, with a new head coach, with a new OC, uh, with a wide receiving core who has basically zero or not zero, but like very limited experience in the NFL. Like the, the most experienced guy on that, on that, where your wide receiving core is Greg Ward, um, who is a converted quarterback. Um, you have, again, your, your, your most reliable tight end uh, is a, it's a guy who's playing Simon Phoenix and demolition man. Um, and you got a whole bunch of unproven running backs. Cause again, like you can say all you want about Miles Sanders, but Miles Sanders didn't really show you a whole lot. There were talks to year. trade the, the the supposed starting tight end for crying out loud. Yeah, so like, there's, I, a, like, there's a there's a lot of questions around this dude, yes. and it's like, yo, go go win ten games. It seems like a heavy lift. It is uh, uh, for 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 a guy for a guy like Jalen Hurts. Let me just let me just answer your point, one one point though. Jalen Hurts, his crutch is his is his legs. Like he, his legs will okay. bail him out of a lot of stuff this year. Because again, like last year, you could say what I mean, fifty two percent. Like I don't really take too much stock into that number, but. Again, like you can't be, you know, super inaccurate in the NFL. Like you just won't work. His legs are is gonna are gonna bail him out of a lot of situations. Like he'll tuck it and, and he'll run it. Um, 
But that said, I mean, again, like if people know that you're going to tuck it and run it, then, you know, they're just going to kind of put more guys in a box and, you know, dare you beat you with their arm. But let me just say this, and, and uh, CJ, let me turn it back over to you. Um, you look at, you know, Devontae Smith, you look at Miles Sanders, you look at, you know, Goddard and Ertz and things like that. Is that enough or, or is that enough talent around Jalen Hurts for people to kind of figure out whether or not he can be your franchise quarterback? I don't think it is, honestly. You need a lot more because, for example, I'll just throw my team out there. We've already um, talked about it. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Um, You have Baker Mayfield, at quarterback. Mm -hmm. You have Nick Chubb in the backfield. You have Kareem Hunt as your third down back. You have Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry as your WR1, WR1A. Mm -hmm. There's no reason Baker Mayfield shouldn't lead this team to 11, 12 wins and a division title. You put that kind of talent around Jalen Hurts, then yes, you can say that. Right. But again, you're talking about a rookie in Devontae Smith. You still haven't settled the tight end issue with Hurts and Goddard. You don't know what you're going to get from Miles Sanders and Boston Scott and guys like that. And you're you're dealing with a rebuild offensive line because you finally uh, put Jason Peters out to pasture or Chicago, whichever one you prefer. <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna be hard for. Um, Jalen Hurts to really lift that team up. Like I said, it'll probably be more so the defense being able to, you know, stifle this team and stifle other teams and give Hurts a chance to just make one or two plays that can win you a ball game. So I don't think it's enough talent, and I don't think that's fair to him. But when is when has anything ever been fair in the world of sports? So it it really depends on what Howie Roseman sees going forward. Because if there's a quarterback out there in 2022 that might be better than Jalen Hurts. It's probably a safe bet that the Eagles will probably try to get him. And and, and that's the thing because the Eagles have two first round picks next year. Um, they also have there's they're picking Miami's pick. They also have the possibility of getting a third first round pick. No possibility if the if the if the uh, Indianapolis Colts um, make the playoffs and Carson Wentz plays seventy percent of the snaps, or if they miss the playoffs and Carson Wentz plays seventy five percent of the snaps. Um, again, that is in jeopardy as well because of Carson Wentz's um, continued due diligence, his fluid situation out in Indianapolis. So uh, we'll talk about that. Talk about that later. But again, like the, I, I think Howie Roseman like set it up this way on purpose. It's like, look, if Jalen Hurts is the guy, then he's the guy, and it's fine. We can build around him with all these first round picks or all these picks. If he's not, then I got the ammunition to go get an Aaron Rodgers or go get. Uh, Russell Wilson, or go get this girl. Forgot a guy. This girl on quarterback X. I'm not talking about other dude. This girl on quarterback. He's a, he's nasty. I mean, this girl on quarterback X. Like he has the ammunition to get those other dudes. So it's like this is a win-win situation. Like I don't oh, no. know. We we rip oh, no. him all the time. Like this was smart GMing. This is smart Yo, GMing. No, he's putting him through the double dare obstacle course. He's like, can you get past slime? Can you get past this? No, like I, I mean. This is almost like I feel like he's been burnt by Carson Wentz. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to cover myself to make sure that this dude is because this is they're doing exactly the opposite of what they did with Carson Wentz. They literally like like they're not babying him. And like thankfully Jalen is built to like, I don't know. I, I mean, the guy's been through a lot. I mean, the, the Bama stuff, like, I don't know, like he's a pretty he's a very mentally tough kid, dude. But I, I mean, at some point, the mentally tough stuff only get you so far in the NFL. I mean, it, it, it's cute, but you really need, like, the elite stuff. And yeah. I don't know if he has the elite stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it's good to have, you know, that 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 moxie, that grit. That yes, no, no, like, I'm glad that the Eagles have a very rootable team. They have young players that you can fought. Like, I mean, Roy, what's the last time this Eagles team had multiple young dudes that you're interested in watching? Like, yeah, how many yeah, how many times has this team have multiple young guys whose jersey you would want to buy? I mean, <laughs> yes. I'm not, I'm not funny, but I'm saying like you could buy. Well, I mean, don't buy a Hurts jersey because you just don't know. But I mean, like Miles Sanders and Devontae Smith, and, Kenny you know, Gainwell. Yeah, like, you have a couple guys who're like, yo, I can rock with these dudes. Like it's like other than that, it's like were you were you buying jerseys of? Well, I mean, I mean Derek Barnett. I mean, I guess there were some Nelson Aguilar jerseys that that people were buying, but you weren't buying J. Jaw jerseys. You know, like you weren't buying. Maybe. You weren't, did they even put in the the, the the merchandise request, the fanatics? Were they calling Michael Rubin and be like, you know what? You know what? Just ignore that JJ order. 
be like, what if like so? No, 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 no. Like I don't know. We'll we'll pay extra if if his mom asks for like a J jersey. <laughs> yeah, when 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 uh when you go to Fanatics, hit that drop down for the jerseys. Like it's not even there. Like there's no there's no. no they're not even using. They're not even wasting the font for that crap. <laughs> like you sure you like you sure about this, buddy? Like you really you sure about it? like you, you want <laughs> somehow? Like, but somehow this man has made the team. You know what? Like somehow a man with 15 career catches. 15 career catches. Jerry Rice had 20 in one game. This guy has 15 career catches in 32 games. Like I'm, I, I am not here to defend the man because again, that that wide receiving room was literally like it was like a mash unit last year, and we were we, they were looking for look the most randomest dudes of all. Travis Fulgham, dude of all. Travis Fulgham was your leading receiver last year. They were dying for guys to get catches last year. This dude couldn't even get on the field. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and defend Jay Jaw. I mean I'm sure he's a great special teams guy. I'm not gonna sit and de- sit here and defend him. That being said, he's on the roster for some. There, there's a there's a reason why this man special is teams. Like, yeah, special teams. It's like 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 if you can make a roster but being on special teams and God bless guys like Jay John Mac Collins, you know light skinned bulls who can just come kind of kind of be gunners on special teams because again you can make a career out of that. Like it's like Mac Collins is still in the NFL. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, like you know, if you if you're like a six three dude and you can run really fast and like not have to worry about catching the ball, just tackle dudes, then then, then God bless you. But let's let's no, talk Roy. about the defense. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no. Before we go back to the defense, I feel that this offense is lacking a vet, a solid vet. If you had to add a a vet at either position, wide receiver or running back, because right now they're carrying three running backs, you cannot go into a season with three running backs. Like, what would you? Rather, who would what would you rather bring in? Oh, I'd bring in I'd bring in a running back. But the thing is, you can carry three running backs when you know that um one point one yard per carry Jordan Howard ain't gonna get picked up off your practice squad. So like that was actually pretty smart because I was like, How I don't understand in the world why. is a six year veteran or however long he's been in the NFL still in a practice squad. This is insane. Oh, yeah, well, well the practice so they changed up their practice squad, so now they can basically put like anybody on there now. But it's like I would bring in a veteran running back. I mean, I'll probably try to bring in somebody better than Jordan Howard. I think I think Todd Gurley's still at home. I mean, maybe you can maybe, I don't know if he's done, but I mean he scored a couple few touchdowns last year, so maybe he's the guy. But I would I would bring him in and just kind of figure it out with these wide receivers. Cause again, like I'm not sure. I mean, you got at some point you got to see if these dudes can play. So you got to see if Quez Watkins can play, if Greg Ward's a decent dude. Like you got to figure this out at, at some point. But let's talk about the defense, because again, the defense um to me is probably going to, um, you know, need to carry this team at some point this year. They have um, the best pair of cornerbacks they've had in a while in uh, Darius Slay and Steve Nelson. Um, let's, Chris, let me ask CJ, let me ask you a question. You saw more Steve Nelson than us. Uh, Steve Nelson was with, with the uh, Steelers. Um, is he a legit cornerback um, too in this league? I think he is. You, um, a lot, a lot of guys that the Brown, um, that the Brown, that I saw the Browns play last year. Even even with OBJ out, couldn't keep up with you know like with Landry with Donovan Peoples Jones. Nelson was one of the few guys that actually gave Browns receivers fits, and that is all you really want. Is there are some there are some receiving cores in this league that you just won't stop, but there are some that you can slow down and change the trajectory of the game, and I think Nelson can do that for the Eagles. And it's not like the NFC East is. The a the NFC West of the early early nineties late eighties when it was Jerry Rice John Taylor Flipper Anderson and uh, Henry Eller like Nelson can get you what you need Darius Slay big play Slay of course you know is the standout so I feel like the Eagles do have a solid pair of corners that can you know keep guys in check. Well, uh, they're going to have to keep a lot of dudes in check because again, like you have, look at the receivers in the NFC East, and like there's a lot of dudes. Well, especially just look at Dallas, look at look at uh, the Washington football team, even the Giants to some extent, even though they have the most fumbly quarterback ever. Like you have a lot of receivers. It's going to be hard to kind of cover those dudes and and Slay and Nelson and Avante Maddox and and those guys are going to be busy uh, and even more busy if Ronnie McLeod isn't 100 percent healed from his ACL. I'm concerned about this team's depth in in the corner in the uh, in the second. As you should. Uh, are you are you well like like uh, Mr. Domingo? Let me ask you: Are you more concerned about that secondary? Or are you more concerned about the uh, the uneven play of of your defensive line? Oh no, the secondary. They're okay. they're one injury away from being very bad. Like no, the de- like I the it's just there are there are Steve Nelson or Darius Slay 
four week injury away from losing four. Like, I mean, they don't have any depth. And and due respect, all due respect to Zach McPherson, he's not it right now. And I think that's where I I feel is going to be the story of the Eagles season: lack of depth. Period. Lack of like, I mean, like if if Devontae Smith gets hurt, what are you going to do? <laughs> no. Or if Jalen Rager gets hurt, what you, like you, like I I understand that like like you shouldn't be go down after one injury, but God, I, I mean, like if you like. That's where I, I mean, like that's where the missed drafts hit kill you. It's like I don't know, not having a dude that can still like I, I mean, like 2017, 18, they had dudes that stepped up, and it's like, but they drafted dudes that were capable of stepping up. Like I mean, like this is where you when you strike out on like the entire 2019 draft, <laughs> like like that's where your depth gets killed. So like I I think they're just they're weak at they're they're not deep at multiple positions. All right, so so let's just kind of put a bow on this because because we're gonna talk some more NFL. Uh, CJ, you said seven seven. How many? Give me give me a seven seven to ten eight nine. Give me a, give me a number. Eight and nine. Eight and nine. Uh, Mr. Domingo, what do you got? Seven and ten. I'll go seven and ten as well. I'll, I'll keep it with that. I think they're a seven and ten ish team again, not in danger of winning this division. Uh, we do want to talk some NFL. We'll keep it super brief. I do want to ask you again, uh, CJ. Is this the year the Browns figure it out? Like, are we going to see the Cleveland Browns in Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium for a Super Bowl? I don't even know what it is, 55, 56. Are the Browns finally going to make, the, make it to their first Super Bowl? Yes. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm back on the bandwagon. There you if go. You, you, you follow me, if you follow me on Twitter, you see me use the hashtag in many pre- pre- previous years, excuse me, don't ask me about no doggone Browns because this team has embarrassed me since I was seven years old, uh, and I didn't ever see a point where they would be competitive. Fast forward to 2020, you win 11 games, you beat the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and you're a fourth down sweet play away from completing comeback against the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round, so... I feel like this Browns team has – I mean, you've got the offense. You've got OBJ back. You've, you've still got Landry in place. You've got Mayfield figuring it out. Defensively, you add Jadavion Clowney to shore up your run defense. The cornerback situation has gotten better. I firmly believe that the Browns will win the AFC Central. Mm. And I don't know – I don't want to say home field is theirs just yet because Kansas City is probably going to run through the AFC West once again. That might be enough for them to get home field again. But I honestly think – that yes, Homer pick aside, the Cleveland Browns will be playing in Los Angeles in February. All right, Cle- Cleveland v. Who in the Super Bowl? Who are they who are they gonna face? Oh man. Um I'm gonna go Green Bay. I, I think I think even though this is this is their last dance. Aaron Rodgers and uh Devontae Adams have already exchanged that meme, you know, with Jordan and Pippen mm-hmm. and all of that. So I feel like this is the year where the Packers just say Forget our our coach, forget the management, the fans. We are just going to go out, kick butt, take names, and get Aaron Rodgers this one Super Bowl before he either retires or goes to, or goes to LA or something. All right, so KC Green Bay, who wins it all? I got Green Bay winning it all. I'm sorry, not KC Green Bay. I'm sorry, Cleveland Green Bay. Green Bay wins it all. All right, Mr. Domingo, who do you have in the Super Bowl? Okay, I'm gonna go two straight years of a of the home team playing in their own stadium for the wow. Super Bowl. I'm going to go Rams and hell. I like, I was struggling with an AFC pick because I like, it's just hard to like bet against KC, but like, I don't know. I don't want to be like just KC. So, you know what? I'm going to say LA Cleveland in the Super Bowl. I think I, I, I know. I think they're like, that Cleveland team just has a look of a of a championship caliber team. They're deep as hell. They're deep at the right positions. They got John Johnson. Like they they shored up that secondary, which I think if if you're playing KC, that needs to be rock solid. You got you got young guys. You got John Johnson. You brought in Clowney. He can just be whatever. I mean, you don't need him to be the dude. You got you got Miles Garrett for that, and you got the right like I mean like. 
they have the right method to beat KC. You you pound the ball with Chubb and Hunt. You have Baker. Like I don't know. Like just just I mean, people forget, man. Jimmy Garoppolo was like one pass away from winning a Super Bowl. So let's mm-hmm. like not say that you can't win with like a a, a below franchise count because I don't think Baker's a franchise quarterback, but he's a hell of a good quarterback. And I think with like the right infrastructure around him, they can do it. But you know what? I like I, for some reason I'm buying into the LA Rams with Matt Stafford and and fine and I see in the Super Bowl a 55 yard touchdown pass to Deshaun Jackson and makes Eagles fans go absolutely insane oh, in the wrong man. way. I'm gonna have Ramblin' in the Super Bowl, Matt Stafford MVP. That'd be that that that'd be amazing. That'd be a little bit of retribution uh for um the boy genius himself, Sean McVay. Um I I, I am this is a quarterback league. And I will once again lean on the two best quarterbacks in said league, um, the $500 million man, Patrick Mahomes, and one Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, the last dance. I think it's going to be the Chiefs and the Packers in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl we won it last year that we didn't get. We're going to get it this year. And I think uh, Patrick Mahomes wins the title once again uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Two rings for Big Red, who will celebrate with some barbecue out in L.A., um, after the Super Bowl, so that that is that is my pick. Um, just wanted to get that on the record. Um, I do now want us to talk a little bit of wrestling because we have about fifteen or so minutes to go. Whoa, you really and... did! You really did etch out a, a decent amount of time for us to uh, talk about all the comings and goings. Well, see, there, if you didn't want to talk about lot, Donda, if you didn't want to talk about Donda before. Right. We'd have more oh, no, time. Like, I, I was, like I was because that is a very I mean, people just, I mean, Kanye West, for better or worse, is a very needle-moving human being. And yes. he and he moves in, like, and I think now it's a good segue is there's a lot of needle-moving right now going ah, on in, in the sports there. entertainment slash wrestling, how I like to call it, world. I see, I see what you did there. One of those needle movers came a couple of weeks ago, and that was one Philip Brooks. Um, by the way, uh, Chris Stevens wrote a tremendous blog. Um, about Phil Brooks um, on his blog. What's your what's your blog website again? Let me. I don't want to get it wrong. So, ah uh, yes, it's Chris Stevens writes C H R I S S T E V E N S W R I T E S dot WordPress dot com. Yeah, check out his 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 most recent post. Um, I think it's the most recent post um, it about CM Punk, yes. aka Phil Brooks. Um, it was a very 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 good very good piece on the blog I read uh, a couple days ago. Um, so CM Punk is all elite. CM Punk is is uh, probably the biggest free agent wrestler. Or was the biggest free agent wrestler out there he's been rumored to go to sign with somebody um over the past seven years however long he's been out, out of the game finally signed with aew and gave everybody an ice cream bar on the day he finally got there but he is a needle mover as kristen Ingo has said there's some other possible needle, needle movers on the way to aew they may have already debuted one probably already debuted by the time this airs so it's one daniel bryan um also known as brian danielson by the government um, he was one of the biggest stars. In I'm WWE. guessing he's gonna go by Brian Danielson in, in AW. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he can't. He can't be Daniel Bryan. Yeah, probably. So yeah. So he's probably Brian Danielson. Um. So yeah. So it's probably gonna be maybe more. Maybe Bray Wyatt. Maybe you know. Maybe um. The 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 artist. Um. Uh, I guess his government name Adam Schur. Um. Also known as Braun Strowman. Maybe he's going there as well. Um. One man who's not a needle mover. EC3. Um. Did leave WWE, but he's not gonna be there. Just wanted to get that shot in. But let's say this. All this. So CM Punk. All these guys that we're talking about. CJ, let me start with you. Is this enough to kind of out tilt the scales in favor of AEW? Because again, like they think that they're on a, a you know a fair you know a fair fight with with WWE. Is is all are all these guys enough to tilt the scales? You still need, in my opinion, number one, a strong women's division. Mm-hmm. WWE right now, even though they are mismanaging the bejabbers out of this women's division, they still have way more talent than AEW does in, in far as far as the women go. Yeah. You've got you've got Bianca Belair, even though you just totally took the title off of her for no reason. Oh, you've got yeah. Becky, you got <laughs> Becky Lynch, you got Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, Oscar, all, yeah. Oscar, all these Naomi, all of these talented rest, women's wrestlers. And that's where AEW is lacking because I feel like for reasons we probably can't get into on this particular radio show, they we're scared. AEW was scared off of Nyla Rose, even though she should probably be the most dominant force in women's wrestling. Britt Baker's cool. Don't get me wrong. Britt Baker's cool, but I feel like Nyla Rose should be the linchpin of that division, even though Jade Cargill is probably going to be 
the most dominant woman wrestler in the world in by 2023. That's yeah. just my that's just my take on it. But as far as like the men go, this is their shot. This is absolutely their shot because you've got the two needle movers who are responsible for this era of the underdog. Because you've got Phil Brooks that's 6'2", 180 pounds. Daniel Bryan, 5'8", 200 pounds. Like guys that are, you know, not Vince McMahon, you know, needle movers. But right. they still have huge followings. Like, if you thought that the pop that Punk got last week in Chicago was big, once you hear a AEW arena full of two index fingers going up going, yes, it's going to be it's gonna be a show. Mm-hmm. Only, only the only thing AEW has to watch out for is they don't alienate the younger talent. If you can get Punk and Brian to establish that they are here to help these guys and not take food out of their mouths, not do like a Goldberg or a Brock, then yeah, they, Vince has something to worry about, and we can and we'll probably talk about why Vince has something else to worry about in a minute. And that, and that's the one thing, and I'll turn it over to you, Chris, in a second. I, that was the one thing I I, I had my my reservations about because again if you bring in all these guys you bring in the Wyatts and the Danielsons and the CM Punks goodness less time for Darby Allens it's less time for MJF there's less time for um a lot of these young guys that that, that you want to push and you have some talent like you have some uh, some guys like down the card um who can go um but again it's like like how many how many hours of programming I mean you're not gonna like it's, it doesn't make sense to put some of your best young guys just on AEW dark because again if you sign Daniel Bryan you sign CM Punk they're going to be on de- they're going to be on dynamite every week. They're going to be on rampage every week, and so it's going to be less time for everybody else. So, Chris, let me ask you: like, do you do you think this is enough to kind of tilt, tilt the scales? No, <laughs> I, I just think like it's just they're getting to a point now where the politics of that locker room are going like they're not to say they they signed too many guys, but they might have signed too many guys because now. For every Bray Wyatt or Braunch sure you sign, what happens to a Malachi Black? Right. Where like I, I mean like and, and and one like I don't know like Malachi Black sure is having a good time now, but like I mean what happens when like I don't like it, it's just it's the whole too many mouths to feed and it's like I, I mean like CM Punk's gonna be fine being a team player, but he's gonna be one he's gonna want to be involved in big plots, mm-hmm. and I, I mean like that's where. I think you find out, like I don't know whether he's just just a, like a team player or he just wants to constantly complain. Because I feel that, like I mean, like he's gotten this rep where he just like wants to just I don't know, like sh- like I don't know, just just nudge at the establishment. But maybe he just wants to complain, and, and I and I think mm-hmm. that's where. And another thing with Daniel Bryan is like, is Daniel Bryan going to be okay with like being mid card? Like I don't know, like I don't know, rat, like lifting up X wrestler. Is he? I mean, the guy was at WrestleMania like six months ago, and I think that's where if he and and I think people forget these wrestlers have massive egos. They want to be at top of the card, and it's like I mean, like, are you going to knock Kenny Omega down a notch? Like, I, I mean, like, right. and every one of these dudes is going to be like, "Yo, I'm going to be the guy that knocks out Kenny." And if you don't get that, and if you don't, and if they don't make that call for you, how are you going to deal with it? Are, are are you gonna go to Meltzer or like I don't know one of these stupid blogs? I, I, like this is where who's is Tony Khan a non career wrestling person going to be able to talk to one of, to your players to be like yo this is this is what's best for business and more importantly are they gonna li- are they gonna listen because that's where I think I, I mean love him or hate him like. When Vince says this, you ain't saying nothing to anyone. This is it. Right. But right. like, I mean, no. Like, does Tony Khan have that clout where people are just going to take his word at at face value and not? Yeah. No, I mean, I think it. it I mean, like, people are going to be upset. Like, there's going to be guys who are going to sign big contracts, and then you know they're not going to be used for a couple of weeks. Like, like you said, like guys like Malachi Black or Miro and stuff like that. Like, they're not going to be. I mean, look at Andrade. Yeah. I, I yeah, mean, like, like Andrade, Andrade same, should same be deal. a bigger should should be a bigger deal. He's not. Yeah same, deal, yeah, same deal. So, so we know the direction that AEW is going in. Uh, we know uh, WWE is going to make NXT more of a developmental brand. We probably won't have time to talk about that because we got about six minutes left. But I do want to kind of fantasy book out a little bit, and again, I'll do this rapid fire as possible to give you guys some some time to talk about this. But fantasy booking out to WrestleMania for me, really quick. Universal Championship, Roman Reigns, 
Roman Reigns just spends time with Finn Balor and Edge at some point. You know, they just kind of wrestle at some point. He beats both of them. He becomes the biggest head of the table ever. And then Dwayne comes back. I know they said Dwayne ain't coming back until WrestleMania 39. I'm bringing Dwayne back now. Dwayne comes back. He's like, yo, I got to knock you down. You ain't the biggest dog out here. I'm going to knock you down. I'm going to humble you. <laughs> he wins at Mania 38, day two, down in Texas. And then he hands the belt back to Vince. He's like, look, I only came here to knock this dude down. And then we have a title tournament because title tournaments are great. Boom. That's my universal championship thing. Now, Roy, you need to, Roy, you need to quit your job and, and apply for lead booker of SmackDown because you know what? That would be for me. So what we're saying is Roman Reigns will not lose a match for. He's not going to lose a match for like, like almost, yeah, like almost two years. That's universal championship. And then we we gotta go quick. We gotta go quick. We gotta go quick. WWE title. Bobby Lashley has it. He goes, he goes to Crown Jewel, has the most terrible match with Bobby Lashley again because, again, the Saudi Arabians are paying them dudes like $10 million to show up. So they have a terrible match. It's fine. Matt Riddle wins Royal Rumble. Randy Orton wins Elimination Chamber. Three-way dance at Mania. I don't care who wins. You can let Lashley You really win. did put a lot of thought into this. I'm you let Lashley win. win. But then like Big, Big, e, Big E comes in, cashes in night one at Mania in Texas. Thank you very much. That's all I got. You're our right. Bruce Pritchard because I agree with all that stuff. Thank you. Mr. <laughs> Stevens, what do you have? Okay, so real quick. Roman takes down Balor through Survivor Series. Okay. Brock falls by the wayside at Royal Rumble. Big E spends most of his time chasing people that are trying to get the uh, – or running from, not running from, but taking on all challengers for the uh, Money in the Bank uh, contract. Mm-hmm. But he won't need it because he's going to approach Roman as the voice of the voiceless and say, you might be the head of the table, but you're not going to bully me. And mm-hmm. they they tear it down night two at Mania and Big E gets the Kofi moment. That's the okay. universal title. Got it. Raw title. Lashley, once again, you know, Avoids getting dropped on his head by Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, Royal Rumble, I do have. I, I think Riddle does win Royal Rumble, but I think it's going to be more so Orton. You know, just keep trying to keep him from keep him out of the title picture because Orton wants it for himself. But there's going to be the, the there can only be one. There's going to be Highlander. There can only be one, and I right. think it will be Matt Riddle. And I okay. think Riddle and Lashley, night two, tear it up. And Matt Riddle, against the better judgment of WWE, mm. is the new Raw champion. Ooh, I like that. I like that. All right, Chris, we got like a minute left. You got you got something or a minute and a half. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a hodgepodge of all the stuff you just said. All right. Is I like I like the DJ Roman give the belt to Vince. Let's have a tournament like circa WrestleMania four because yeah. we love tournaments. And I say, you know what? Put the rocket ship on the bro and his and and his scooter, and let's you know let's get a Randy Riddle main event or a, a title match at Mania. I like that because but I like but that. you know what we're we're gonna give our demographics some a, a rub. We're gonna give Randy one more run at the title because he's been doing good ass work for the last couple of years. I mean the guy should get a, a an award for having to work with Jinder Mahal. Yeah, no, no. Randy jobbed the Jinder Mahal three pay per views in a row. And yeah. people, don't, people don't recognize he had, that. He had to get beat up by the great Khalil. That is yeah. that that is worth the title. Like if you could if you could survive a Punjabi prison match and still be at the top of the card in 2021, that alone like should should give you another run at the bill. So so shout out to Randy Orton. Um, it's it's amazing, and we got to go. It's amazing. None of us have have booked the backwoodsman Brock Lesnar in any of this. Um, because probably because we don't want to see him. Um, but none of us have put Brock Lesnar in any of these matches. And you know he's gonna be around because he has like an eight-match contract. So he ain't gonna be he's gonna be around. He's gonna be in a mix. Nobody wants to see him, apparently. So hey, it's, it, this is our fantasy. All right. If you guys want a fantasy <laughs> book, you guys can do your own podcast as well. Spreaker is free. Uh well, there is a free version of Spreaker, so you can do your own fantasy <laughs> booking. Uh, Mr. Stevens, before we let you go, please let everybody know how they can follow your work and check you out online. You can follow me on Twitter at CJ Writes and Thangs, C J W R I T E S, the letter N T H A N G S. I'll be tweeting about music, sports, my writing, and Roy Burton will kick me off of Twitter for saying something crazy. 
100%. Absolutely right. No, seriously, follow CJ. Awesome writer. Um, how many books do you have? 10 or 11? I'm like losing count. 10. 11, 10. Will be coming out, oh. 10. 11 will be coming out September 20th. It is a young adult historical fiction novel called Man Child of Summer. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, please check out Chris Stevens' author page, Amazon. My future nickname books. to myself, the man child of something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, check out Chris's uh, author page on Amazon. Some great, great books. Um, all his books are, as of now, are on my Kindle, waiting for book number 11 to come out September 20th. So check that out. Thank you again, as, uh, Chris, for, for joining us on these last two shows. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, guys, as always, for listening to us and supporting us here on Philly Cam Radio 106.5 FM or wherever you get your podcasts here on the Broad Street Line. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Enjoy the football, everyone. See you guys. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com.